Welcome back to the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. This episode, we welcome comic book writer Zach Kaplan to the podcast to discuss his upcoming book, Beyond Real over at Vault Comics, coming December 13th, 2023 to your local comic book shop, which is actually free to retailers. So make sure you contact your retailer and ask them that you want a copy of Beyond Real. We also touched a little bit on Kill All Immortals, a book that Zach has coming out over at Dark Horse in early 2024. Zach has written books such as Eclipse, Port of Earth, The Lost City Explorers, Join the Future, Breakout, Metal Society, mindset one of my favorite books out there forever forward and in december he has beyond real in early 2024 he has kill all immortals uh, but he's done books for image top cow for aftershock vault humanoid scout all those things dc comics and beyond his book or his uh, comic book port of earth has been adapted and developed by uh, robert kirkman skyba entertainment and amazon tv studios as well so check out for luck of that in the future but this is zach kaplan writer of Beyond Real at Bolt Comics, coming December 13th, 2023 to your local comic book shop. Enjoy, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I should say, uh, a previous world has used it as Zachary, so I don't know if Zach no. is appropriate or not. <laughs> no, Zach. It's You know, it's funny when I get listed as Zachary, like there'll be like a couple Amazon like uh, yeah. author things where it's like Zachary. I feel like I'm in grade school, like I haven't gone by Zachary since grade school. So no, uh, Zach is great. That's that's what I, yeah. <laughs> Zachary, that's your official, that's when you're like going to like court when someone's taking you to court it's like okay right exactly. yes writing in writing court. comics <laughs> yes well that's the good thing like if i get in a lot of trouble i can just be like i don't know who that guy is yes. uh, zachary you should go find him he's yes, up to exactly. no good i'm zach kaplan i <laughs> that guy i haven't known him since a long time but whatever he did <laughs> like it's state your me. name State your name for the record. We have Zachary listed here. No, I'm Zach. I don't know. Zach, that. I, don't I don't know who that guy is. I don't know. That, yeah. guy's, that, that guy's in another room somewhere. We're, we're, yes. we're under lock and key. We don't, we don't want him right now. That's but right. Uh, but Zach Kaplan is a comic book writer extraordinaire. Um, obviously, I, we talked a little bit, uh, just chit-chatted uh, on on social media to get this set up and stuff like that. So, yeah. thanks, so thank you so much for taking the time out. Thanks for having me. To, to talk on here. and um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so what have you been up to recently? Have you been like doing cons? Have you, uh, what's, what's the day in the life right now for Zach? It's not, it, yeah, it shifts. I guess I did just come back. I mean, God, it feels like New York comic con was just yesterday, but I guess that was about a month ago. Yes. So there was a lot of build up to that. Um, I've been doing a lot of, um, getting the word out on beyond real. Okay. Um, a lot. I mean, I have a few other uh, writing things that I'm focused on, but a lot. That's the the secret about comic creators is we don't just spend all our time writing. And so a lot of the time is spent doing all sorts of other things. So, I mean, like I, I have like about five books still in development in different mm -hmm. phases. But, you know, I'm in a unique point in my schedule where actually from a writing standpoint, I'm ahead uh, of where I need to be on writing stuff. And so while uh, that, you know, yeah, I've been focused a lot on getting the word out on Beyond Real, um, whether it's, you know, getting the word out on social media or to retailers, it's, uh, you know, hustling and hitting the pavement and, and trying to, it's a cool, not only are we really proud about the book, but um, 
it's a pretty interesting thing that Vault is making it um, free to retailers. And so um, definitely been trying to get the word out to retailers on that to encourage them to take take a little bit more of a chance or a risk than they might normally do so on a, on an independent comic because it's it's free to them. Yeah, uh, this is interesting. I, they did did that with Unnatural too. Unnatural Order is this a they new did. thing that Vault's doing? Just like brand new. Yeah, they they yeah. I mean, I, and I applaud them for the kind of creativity and the the attempt to kind of um, try something different. You know, I mm -hmm. think everyone is well aware that the pandemic was really good for monthly comic series, and since then, it, it just the past year or so has not been great for everyone and uh, there's been some successes and i think still the comic book industry as a whole is really solid and graphic novels are killing it and uh but you know monthlies have been dipping a little bit and this is just a way to as and retailers you know and uh, mm. this is just a way to help retailers uh we all love our comic shops and we all want our comic shops to thrive and we want to create a sense of community engagement when people go to the comic shop and so this is a way to support shops support monthly comics and make it easier for the retailers to pick up this book and try it uh, rather than kind of going oh you know why don't we just put a few on the shelf and then we'll see who picks up or the subscribers who may not be aware vault is still actually they started the same time i started which was back in about 2016. Mm -hmm. so you know both of us are still relatively new and trying to to get the word out and 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 meet more readers and so yeah this is this idea they did it with unnatural order christopher yost's yeah. uh series last last month it was a huge success 140,000 pre-orders or something um which yeah when they came to me and said do you want to do this for beyond real i said absolutely you know yes well, yes, yes i want yes do i i want to print 140,000 or whatever it is i yes, yes. i want to print more and give them away and let it, more people try this series because we believe in it. We're really proud of it. And I think that if people try the first issue, they will absolutely come back for more. Absolutely. And it they must it also shows that Vault believes in the book too. Cause I mean, if they didn't believe in the fact that they'd get the return on their investment with potentially uh, retailers and, and, and consumers buying issue two, yes. then then that absolutely, like, if you just like, oh, this, because in, in number ones aren't that hard to sell for retailers in a sense, if they buy yeah. them, because the number one, when it's on someone's poll list is like, oh, I'll take a shot at this number one. It's the number two, three, and four where they start to drop off and attrition is there. That's right. To believe in the comic book enough to be able to say, well, they're likely going to buy at least some of these. Let's just give it to them, hoping that they buy two, three, four, and so on. It's huge. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, I think readers have that mm -hmm. apprehension of, I don't want to just try a number one because what if I like it? Then I'm hooked on the series, right? Uh, what if I don't like it? Then I'm not, uh, you know. So I think this idea is a very provocative kind of idea of let's give number one free to the retailers. Some retailers are going to make it available to their to their customers yes. for free or incentivize their customers. If you subscribe or you pick up number two ones for free or it comes with a cover or whatever, like there's lots of different ways comic shops can orient this. They know their customer base better than we do. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of retailers. They're all extremely different. And so mm -hmm. this is just trying to, to create that uh, a lower risk on that first barrier, which is to encourage the retailers who are the ones, let's be honest, that oftentimes turn readers on to books they don't know you go into your shop and you're saying yeah i liked this marvel book or i like this um 
giant image hit and they say, yeah. well, if you like this, you should try this other thing. It's by mm -hmm. the same creative team or it's the same subject matter. And that's how people fall in love with new stuff. So yeah, it's all very exciting. Uh, I'm very hopeful that we'll see how it works out, but I'm very excited about, about it. Yeah. That's awesome. Vault is such a, such a great company too. I've, I've read so many good titles from them and, and just dealing with them is really awesome as well. But so you, they started right around 2016. You started right around 2016. What yeah. got, I mean, have you been an avid comic book reader collector obviously since, or, or all this stuff since you were young? Were you, when did you come into reading and collecting comics in the first place? I, I, I was reading and collecting when I was young, but it was kind of more big two or things okay. that I had seen on Saturday morning cartoons, far more of an immature hobby for me when I was in my childhood. I think when I got into my uh, right out of college and, and kind of more the 2000s when I was getting turned on to more vertigo and more original creator owned series, mm -hmm. I think for me, that was a golden era where I kind of realized that comics had a lot more depth and variety and scope. And that was when I fell in love with the idea of what I know comics to be and, and kind of also dreamed of maybe one day doing a comic. And then I spent, you know, a, a long time pursuing it and finally got the chance to do it. Image Top Cow's um, Book Eclipse was my first series about a world of deadly sunlight. It was a sci-fi thriller and it, it did very well and i and that was when i fell in love with the 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 craft and the medium and kind of dove all in right around 2016 now um that san diego i think was the, the mm -hmm. we were promoting it at that first uh, san diego comic-con um so yeah it, you, you've yeah. been doing this since 2016 but it's kind of funny like you mentioned about the the getting this comic book beyond real into people's hands uh who may not potentially may not even know who you are as a writer uh, even though you have a number of titles with your name on it. So this is not like your first game my ninth, comics. This is my ninth creator-owned book, but I'll tell you what's something funny that happens to me is people will uh, hear, find, like when I talk to someone or if they come to my table at a convention, they'll be like, wait, you did Port of Earth? Yes. Or wait, you did Breakout? Or wait, you did Join the Future? And I'm like, yeah, that was, they're like, I love that book. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And they're like, Oh, I had no idea you did all these different comics. And I go, oh, well, thanks. I guess that's, I don't know what to think about that, but thanks. Well, now you're, now, you know. Oh, <laughs> like, you're yeah, Zach. Zachary. Oh, I, heard, I thought you were Zachary. I'm sorry. I thought, yeah, Zachary, book. right. Zachary was the one that was doing all those books. Well, yes, that is the problem. Funny. It's also funny. It works the other way. Cause like, you know, preparing for this uh, discussion with you, uh, obviously I read Beyond Real, which was excellent. And then I went back and read Mindset because that's when I first actually got introduced to, yes. to you as a writer. I wasn't actually, uh, you know, I, I've been a comic book fan my entire life, but I really stuck, like went head first into comics about three or four years ago. And, you know, obviously most of it got when I got back into comics about three or four years ago was a lot of Marvel stuff because I've been a Marvel zombie. And then it slowly worked to like my poll list every week has like maybe a Marvel comic in it. And the rest of it's just now it's all indie. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but it's kind of funny. I was like, when I started reading Mindset again, I was like, this is the comic book about mind control. I was I couldn't remember. Right? I read it off the shelf. I bought it new issues, like, you know, single issues every month. 
And I read it and I loved it and so on and so forth. And I remember you had written it when we had discussed this uh, yeah. to come on here, but I couldn't remember that that was the comic. So it was yeah. the kind of the funniest thing. I'm like, oh my God, this is the one I've been trying to figure out what it was for so long now. And it happened to be, I don't say not so long, but long That's enough. Yeah. It happened to be mindset. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this book so much. And then that hit trade in in, in this year, right? It hit, yeah, just, uh, trade just the, yeah, yeah, mindset was just collected like June or mm-hmm. May or June yeah. of this year, something just a few months ago. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I was like. It's so funny how like some people might know the name and not know your books or know the books and not know the name and so on and so forth. But like maybe again, you get a free comic book or a cheap comic book like Beyond Real because it's the first issue like that. You might go, oh, who's this Zach Kaplan? And then look up the rest of your stuff and go, wait, you did Eclipse? Court of Earth? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. funny how that works. But I was like, I was so glad. It made me so happy because it was like, if we didn't discuss coming on here, I may have gone a long time before I was like, what was that book that I read? <laughs> Well, thank it was you. Mindset. <laughs> yes, that I mean, I loved working on mindset. It was my first vault book, and and um, one of my bestsellers last year, and and it continues to 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 um, yeah, it, it, people are still finding that book and picking it up. It's been uh, just uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. I love the book so much. But like thank you. It, you know, in Vault, like I said, it did wonders of Vault. The covers are really good too. Colors, oh, everything yeah, in God. it is beautiful. Um, but that made me think you, that yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. I was no, just going to say, for those of people who are listening who maybe have caught Beyond Real but don't know Mindset, it's a yeah. mind control thriller. And it's basically about our relationship with technology. Uh, it follows four grad students in Silicon Valley who accidentally discover a form of, of mind control. And instead of like go nuts and party, they decide to do something meaningful and helpful. They put it in a, in a meditation app to free us all of our addiction to our phones. And then a billion people start using their app and they realize oh, we, we're not helping people. We're controlling the world with this. And 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 very much about how we're all addicted to our phones and our devices. And we're kind of laughing about it as as technology takes our minds away from mm-hmm. us. So it, yes. <laughs> it's, it's excellent. It's available in trade. And the best thing about trade paperbacks, I'm a big single issue floppy guy. Uh, I do buy, we do a, a book club at my, my LCS. So I do end up buying trades of some things because we read it for the book club. Um, but I, but um the best thing about trades is that you can get them at bookstores too. So if yeah. you don't have a local comic book shop or you don't know where yours is, uh, you can go to like most small uh, independent bookshops or big shops and just say- If they don't have hey, it on the shelf, they can order it too. They yeah, can get it. Sure. So that's what's cool about that is that they end up you end up crossing over into another market when it goes into trade, which is pretty cool yeah. in my opinion. You can also get it- I've, Get it anywhere you can buy it. Like that's my biggest yeah. thing. I say it a thousand times on this podcast. Like, yes, try to buy local, try to buy from your local shop. But if you can't find it, and you can get it on Amazon, just buy it. Just don't, don't it not a, buy it. It's available on Amazon and Target and Barnes and Noble too. Although if you have the time and patience, it's certainly yes. uh, cool of you to, uh, to order it from a shop, whether it's a bookstore or a comic shop. Yeah. In the end, it helps an independent publisher. In the end, it helps a, a, a writer uh, or an artist at a creative team if you buy it anywhere. So yes, yeah. lo- support local, but in the same sense, don't, skip out on buying it because you don't want to buy it from some online website. Yeah, so. you are helping you are helping the indie publisher and the art team and everyone because it, when you go into a local comic shop and you buy that book, the the manage the managers, the staff, they're going to see that. They're yep. going to see that book continue to move and they're going to turn around and recommend that book to other people. That's not going to happen at Target. You know, yep. uh, uh, it's very cool to have uh, uh, my book in Target or my book on Bar- in Barnes and Noble. There are so many um, books that just go through there they're not paying attention when one book 
uh, sells. So it, you you create a real referral community and a real sense of uh, um, connection for these books when you support local comic shops and bookstores. Mm -hmm. And now, and, and we're obviously Beyond Real is coming uh, in December, but I was laughing because we talked about book club. I'm like, now that I remembered that Mindset was that book, I'm going to highly recommend it. We read it for book club <laughs> yes. because I'm like, I think everybody will like this book. But did, we'll did you do the book? Did you do Mindset for the book club? Was that what not, not yet? We're going to. I'm hoping. I'm going to. I'm going to highly mean, you'll recommend. You'll have to it. tell me what everyone yeah. decides happens at the end because yes. that's uh, the ending of Mindset is. Um, um, was just a thought it's just a thought provoking ending and it's it, and and i'm it's a little interpretive and i'm curious to hear uh what everyone thinks happens and we've done it in the past too it's kind of cool because of my connection to the book club we've actually done it if i've talked to the creators we've actually invited sometimes them to join us via zoom before we actually have our discussion so maybe if we end up doing it i'll be, I'll be back yeah. and talk about that because you can yeah, jump let's on. Do it. i said we gotta do it before we start and not during or in like that because i'm like I also want people to have free opinions in this book club. So I don't want people like hiding what they actually think about right. a book. If the creators like sitting there being like, Oh really? Right. Oh, you didn't like it. Awesome. <laughs> right. <Great>. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'll pull an Adam. I'll pull an Adam driver. If you've seen that new uh, TikTok where Adam driver gets asked a question of like, why does your, this part of the movie suck? And he's like, I don't know. F you like, what do you, what do you want from me? Um, but uh, I mean, I feel like I, so I've read, I haven't only read so far of a Zach Kaplan books is mindset. And I've mindset read is, now, mindset is the, uh, a darker story compared to beyond real, but I would say they both deal with one technology and two, they're both very um, surrealist and subjective at times. And, and I definitely think the same place that you find yourself from a, like a thought provoking mindful place in, in mindset, um, if you like that sort of story, what makes you think and makes you question things beyond real is for you as well. I and mean, beyond real is definitely a, a story um, that that intends to try to make us question not just are we living in a simulation, um, but why do we whenever we subscribe a, a structure to life, do we assume that it is going to be rigid and not? um imaginative or loose and 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 it really is a you know it's not just a love letter to come to artists but it's kind of a um raising some thoughts and questions about what does it mean to create and the creative process i mean we live in a world in a universe that is all about creation we are created everything is created and uh you know cells divide and neurons spin and these things like all um you know everything has a path but then creation is also very messy so it's just really uh an exploration about what it means to create and thinking about the you know is is the fabric of our lives determined predetermined is it loose and messy what is the answer and i, I feel like these are definitely like late night kind of questions that we've all kind of thought about you know like you know, <laughs> with friends or by ourselves or watching other content. But like, yeah, that was kind of this. The, the simulation theory is a really prevalent idea right now. We're living in a simulation. That means everything must be predetermined. And and so it just got me really wanting to to pose some questions about this. And and I definitely think Beyond Real is not is light in the same way that mindset poses questions to the reader and lets them answer them. Uh, Beyond Real will do the same. Beyond Real doesn't have all the answers, but it has the questions, you know, mm -hmm. so. 
it's thing I wrote about my notes here is like, is this actually like conversations that you've had with your friends, whether or not you live in a simulation or not? Like, is this where it came from or is it just uh... with myself sometimes, <laughs> I guess, you know? Um, yeah. Sometimes I have, I have these kinds of, I like these kinds of conversations. I mm -hmm. like uh, geeking out about really existential kind of questions about, you know, fate and determination and, um, the simulation theory thing is super interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of very credible scientists and physicists and uh, who who say, no, this makes sense, which mm -hmm. is weird because it's like stepped out of crackpot, you know, oh, out there. And like you have people who actually like are legitimate who say, from, no, from a science standpoint, this could, we all could be in a simulation. Mm -hmm. So I just like, there's some really fascinating aspects of it so yeah i like to i like to talk about this kind of stuff yeah it's interesting and, and you, you kind of have to have that you know, not really i just don't think i have <laughs> I, I don't have the mindset of no pun intended yeah. the mindset uh, uh to think that way I, I don't i don't think i have had more questions than answers over the past i don't know 10 years in general anyway about life and, and the meaning of life and all that stuff but like it's just kind of funny to think about the like, conversations i feel like it's like after a few drinks you're sitting at the bar and it's just yeah. like it, it divulges into this this conversation about this is a simulation da da da, da. and you, I, the reason i asked that question i think is because you kind of need to have that mind like if you have something to write a book about it you know what i mean like you can't just be like i'm gonna write a book about whether or not we're living in a simulation or not and then then potentially go and look up or, you have to have some sort of preconceived thing to even come up with the idea yeah. of wanting to write about this. So I just didn't know if it was like, I'm guessing you did some research to write this book oh, yeah. as well. I did a lot of research about simulation yeah. theory, but I think even people who have never even thought about simulation theory, there are lots of people who think about fate. Mm -hmm. You have lots of people who say, oh, we were fated to to meet or this was destined to happen or I believe that I was supposed to be at this place at this time or I, I you know why do I keep why does this keep happening to me I'm on this this negative path or this you know I, I think a lot of people believe in or explore these sorts of aspects in their life they may not assign the computer simulation yes. component to it but the nature of our lives and what is predetermined and what is out of our control i think is something everyone thinks about mm -hmm. i mean i just had a deja vu moment last night i was in this is my studio space and i have a bookshelf over here i was putting some books away and i have a two-year-old and he was playing on the floor and he was doing something and my wife was on her desk and i was like everything was like the exact same way as it was at some point earlier like i don't know two months ago and i just think that the simulation thing after recently reading something like the unreal uh is the thought process of like oh that's a glitch we've already run this program before right. and they're running it again and that's not like wait that's not that shouldn't happen this way um but yeah i've always had the conversation too about with like with my wife for example i've been married and divorced and my i have i have, I have kids i have a kid i have a kid on the way I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for my previous marriage and divorce. Like there's a, there's a preconceived, you can think the way that someone, no, this is the way it planned. You do this first, then you get divorced and then you'll meet your wife and then you'll be with her forever or whatever. Yeah. And like it, it, bad things happen to good people. That whole quote that people say that all the time, why do bad things happen to good people? And I say, you can think about it in a way that's it's determined and life's supposed to be that way because bad things yeah. happen to good people because something as good is going to happen in the future or something along those lines. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it makes you think it's, a, it's definitely one of those ones that I don't think most people would think that you're going to think that hard about a comic book, 
I think that's the benefit you mentioned about the big two versus yeah. like independent comics nowadays is that there's yeah. so much more involved than just people beating each other up in New York City. And and, and beyond real is um, you know, a heartfelt uh emotional comic, I think. You know, uh it opens with this main character, June, who's lost in her life. She's an artist. The same she hasn't had the realization or or understanding that. Tra tragedy has led her to where she needs to be. She doesn't understand why her life is in such disarray. And she has the only thing that is her silver lining is she has a boyfriend that she's in love with, that she's happy with. And then there's an accident and it, you know, he's, he's put into a coma and it throws her life into to total turmoil and chaos. The same time she develops this kind of supernatural phenomena to be able to engage with life in a in a strange way that she doesn't entirely understand ultimately she realizes she's kind of gained editorial access mm -hmm. to the simulation she's able to travel through it but um yeah it's very much about you know going through hard times and going through tragedies and going through moments where we feel lost and not understanding why these things are happening and i think it's 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 something that artists go through specifically in relationship to how they um, or creatives in terms of how they find their voice in themselves in whatever creative path they're doing. And, and it's hard to be a creative and they take hits, but it's also something that people can relate to just in general in mm -hmm. life. You know, when you face a tragedy or when you face a, a repetition of something continually happening that you feel is negative and you you know what am i supposed to make of this and is it prepared you know then you might come out on the other side and say oh well this has prepared me for this positive experience or i had to go through this and so um but it's hard when you're having a negative thing happen to feel that that is predetermined you know and yeah. that's really uh um a painful kind of experience so yeah beyond real goes there and it's um mm. definitely i mean I guess I, I do try to to write deep, complex, meaningful kind of character questions like this, but um, Beyond Real definitely goes into that territory, which I think is, um, I think readers will hopefully find very fulfilling because you mm -hmm. you know I think the first issue will grab the hell out of you and and you fall in love with June. Um, it it's also drawn gorgeously, and I should uh yeah segue here to to say so the the that the the series has seven different artists two colorists and a letterer on the whole series we we're actually changing artists as we go to different parts uh different artists are drawing different parts of the simulation in the beginning fabiana muscolo and jordi belair are our artists at the beginning just so beautifully capture uh this character and just kind of this ordinary world and what she's going through emotionally. And, and then once she leaves the, the, the ordinary world and goes beyond, uh, it's game on in terms of all these amazing artists just tearing the hell out of this I thing. Uh, Tony Fajula, Vincenzo Riccardi, Dennis Menhir, Jorge Corona, Liana Kangas, Lu Luana Vecchio, um, Matea. Ayo Kono is uh, another colorist in there. And they're all just creating these breathtaking worlds as June travels through them on her kind of Wizard of Oz journey towards the, the center of the simulation to find, you know, the truth about life. Uh, it's just so gorgeous. I, I you know, I, I cannot help but brag about the art in this book because I really believe it's going to be one of the most beautiful uh, comics 
on shelves, not just in December, but all next yeah. year. All next year. There's, yeah. yeah it's, it's so How many cool. issues are you doing? It's five issue miniseries. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 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 That's yeah, awesome. So, now, was, yeah. I had in my notes saying it's it's a visually stunning in the sense that I love the idea and I love I I personally love your writing and so there's that aspect of it and a lot of times people like a lot I have a lot of writers on the podcast versus you know illustrators or colorists and it's kind of funny because I like when I really like the art it's always fun to have the writer on because yeah. we can get back and forth and like we talk like all great things about these artists and they're not sitting here going yeah it's me yes. you know, like we we could just you I know, can brag praise about, the writers I can yes. brag about the artists well you know like uh, mindset I worked with John Pearson who yes is an amazing artist too and we had a lot of fun playing with form playing with um surrealism and 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 all sorts of things uh I, he's incredible too an eisner winner um but i think beyond real is is different in the sense that i mean john to his credit in mindset a lot of that story is about ordinary scenes you know people mm -hmm. on people at a party on a boat people in a in a a lab in a you know in a classroom people um on a bluff looking out at a city like very ordinary situations he takes those ordinary situations uh, or two people at, at dinner and makes them really interesting because we're playing with the emotionality and the power dynamics of that scene uh beyond real is like you know uh <laughs> vincenzo riccardi is drawing like all nature comes to life yeah. You know, double page spread, the hills, the mountains, the forest, the trees, the air is all alive and constantly moving and personified. Go, uh, you know, Tony <laughs> Fajula is like girl is on a, a building looking out at a cityscape where the entire city is like a linear geometric like power grid. And like there's a billion lines and you can see people inside go. And like so when I say visually stunning, it's like just wor crazy mm -hmm. world building, crazy, crazy world building. And these artists are so distinct in their style. You'll look at these artists and you'll say they're literally like a very tiny handful of artists that could draw this the way this artist has drawn this. It's so, yeah. so distinct. And the depiction of it, it's so June is trying when she's struggling, when she's finding out really that this, 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 is uh simulation is is what it is the there's like this visually a, a visual moments that breaking through almost in a sense and that that to me was also like how do you depict how would you depict if you're you easily you could write this as a novel right yeah. and just write it and then you, you explain it a little bit about you know the simulation and so on and so forth but like visually depicting in the first what, issue how, yeah yes in the beginning, how this in the happens beginning, before yes. she's traveled actually through yes. the she, before she's left the ordinary world her ordinary world is actually collapsing yes and change and she's actually engaging and so um yeah the, uh, that's fabiana mescolo and yeah. jordi belair uh like she's drawing and her pen is not just breaking through the the paper but breaking through life's boundaries or mm -hmm. you see a panel where the 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 literally the panel itself is fraying and the life is the part of her bedroom is collapsing and so yeah we had a lot of fun and and what's also very interesting is those moments where we're playing with what's happening to reality is also perfectly mirroring what's happening to her emotionally and yeah. so you really you can really feel the metaphor at hand about she's going through something painful and and hard and she feels like her world is collapsing and that's when her world collapses or she feels like the noise of everybody else's 
ordinary wonderful day is drowning her in in she can't it's overwhelming and so she she's hearing everyone's thoughts and so yeah we playing a lot with the metaphor of of pain and tragedy and i think that's something that i really have fallen in love with in storytelling recently is the subjectivity mm -hmm. of storytelling where you can see something strange and supernatural or sci-fi happening to her but you almost don't even know if it's real or if it's a metaphor, basically. Like you mm -hmm. could almost imagine that this is all just metaphoric for how she's feeling emotionally. But there it is on the page being mm -hmm. being visually represented. And so you 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 take it at face value. So yeah. It, it's yeah. Visually stunning is a great words to use for it. I mean, it's like I said, it's well written as well, but like the visuals to it is one of those things that I'm going to reread the book a to reread the story but also just maybe one one run through the book i'm just gonna run through the book and just look at it visually look yeah. at all the panels look at all the yeah. it's that one of those ones that's not the art's not just there to serve the story it's like part of the story and yeah. that's really cool and not to mention hassan's lettering is yes. phenomenal as well so like one of those so things the lettering we've talked i've had a few letterers on the podcast and discussing the idea that you want to like add to the visual aspect of it but not take away by making it distracting and there's some sort of use that hassan does with the bubbles almost off the page too yep. and behind other bubbles and things that like that to me stood out but not in a bad way it just added to the whole experience of reading the first yeah. couple issues i've done phenomenal. a few other series with hassan and i'm doing more with hassan um my dark horse book is with Hassan yeah. as well. He's one of the best colors in the business and not only does he do an amazing job of playing with the duality of the first issue where we both have ordinary and extraordinary kind of coming together and mm -hmm. he's creating a lettering style that carries you through all these different kind of dynamic layouts and and playing with that what you're talking about of when when we when we're when we're in just reality and when yeah. we're drifting backward back into something more but then he is taking on diff completely different styles throughout each world that june travels all these other artists that i've mentioned uh you know he's developing a a style that both carries through the entire series but also shifts accordingly so uh yes uh eisner's for best letterer uh hassan uh doing seven different artists over a five issue miniseries in this way uh absolutely yes it's funny too because I obviously when we when you email uh, the press people and some and some of your fellow creatives uh, the first three issues and we have a uh, we can't put anything up about it uh, yeah. for a couple of weeks now but uh, or a little while now but um, that first three issue thing it's so funny because I felt like maybe would have experienced this slightly different if I only read the first issue compared to reading two and three as well. And, you know, like every once in a while, like these streaming services nowadays will like put like two or three episodes up and then the rest of it week to week. I almost right. feel like I wish this is what this is what you could have done. Like first month, you could have like put out December 13th, you could have put out like issue one is free. And then yeah. there's two and three like on the shelf as well that you can buy all at the same time. And then like in February, January and February, like the last it's not a bad idea. But like yeah. that it, to me was like it made it so much more impactful in that sense. And maybe that's one of the beneficial things you'll get from that free comic is that well, someone think, will, you know. It, that speaks to uh, something that we did here, which is I, I think issue one is emotionally really will grab you. And it's really a fascinating situation, you know, but we're only giving you a taste of the mm -hmm. world building to come at the tail end of issue one. Um, 
And then the amount of world building that's being withheld that you see in issues two and three is so incredible that getting to experience the first three issues for this particular one all at once or the first two issues is really something. But I, I you know, while that was your experience, I'm still very optimistic that some most yes. readers who are picking up issue one will be so engrossed and and curious about what is to come. And there is a, a, a certainly a really uh, fun cliffhanger and a taste at the end of issue one in terms of the world to come. I, I think that it, it will be enough for them to to take them through to the series. And this is something I do think works very well as a monthly because you mm. have different artists drawing it in different worlds that um, it's not like, oh, I kind of know what to expect. Now I can wait for the trade. I, I do yeah. think there's a value to picking up month to month if you like month to month do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I do think that I, I always hate to use the statement, it leaves you wanting more because it can be taking the wrong way. Like there wasn't enough. No, aren't is, we supposed to want more? You're still, no, that's a good like, thing. Yeah. And so like the end of what an a issue, crazy, I, what a crazy <laughs> thing in episodic storytelling that you would be like, what I'd more. really like to do is read a chapter that ends so boring that I, that I don't, don't want even... anymore and i can come back only if i why would you want to come back if you don't want more how many of us have dropped shows yes. we start a show and we and you say everyone was raving about this show did you watch it I, you know i watched the first episode but it yeah. didn't leave me wanting more so i didn't come back to that episode that's the point we all want to be uh excited to come back wanting more so that's what good stories do, you know? I, and it doesn't I, have to I, be gimmicky. It doesn't have to be that kind of thing where like the person is hanging off the cliff and yes. you're like, oh, then they dropped and there was a another another uh, step underneath them. And like, it was a fake, it was a fake scare, you know? Uh, yeah, they're always but, dreaming. They're just dreaming. Yeah, they're always like, dreaming, yeah. right. They woke up. Yeah, that, no. But it, it, it's one of those things that you, you can take it the wrong way. If someone's like, oh, I didn't, they didn't give you enough. You want more? It's what they're supposed to do. But the idea is that it gets me to go to the store next month and buy the next issue because I want to know. And in a good way, in a sense that I've read books where it was almost so bad in the first issue that I was like, I want to see if this gets better. Like, I right. want to see, I want the next issue just because I want to see if they resolved the issues they had in the first issue. Yeah, that, and then you end up getting good... the second. You end up getting the second issue where it's like, they, they didn't do it. They no, we're, we're done. But no, this is one of those ones where it's like, I want to see where June is going after. And that's why, like, immediately when the best thing I said about having a couple issues to read was I could read the next one. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm excited. But yeah. I do see that. And I do agree with a lot of the streaming services nowadays doing weekly because it also gives yeah. the discussion in between. You're going to have, you know, fans of your work, fans of the artist's work discussing what's going to happen next between issues you're going to have the local comic book shop around the water cooler being like did you read beyond real because i had that all the time when someone comes in and maybe well it, shop having bought, having, bought... having issue one free and having a couple yeah. on the shelf is, is a cool idea um and i mean look what i liked about vault playing with this free to retail thing is they're they're exploring other ways to do this and uh, I think there are other ways out there. Hopefully not just Vault will continue to explore, yes. but maybe you'll see other other people continue to explore. I, I don't think uh, I don't think a little creativity in this area is a bad thing. No, and I, my, my LCS owner was saying that one of the best things about the unnatural order thing is that like he obviously had ordered more copies of number one than he probably had ordered any copies of number one of any comic book over the past yeah. couple of years. He's a small, we're out here here in Maine. 
He's a small independent comic book store that knows what his audience is like. So there's certain issues that get five issues. Sometimes he gets the one in 10, sometimes he gets the one in 25 stuff. Uh, but most of it's like, there's a lot of comic books that are on his shelf that don't even make it to the shelf because he only orders three copies because he knows three people want it. And right. uh, as a small independent shop, you have to make sure that you're not obviously burying yourself in back issues. But with something like Unnatural Order, when he did, he was like, I ordered extra because how great would it be that the people who got the first issue but then didn't hear about the issue or didn't know about it, when issue two comes out, I put issue one next to issue two, and there is both copies for people like, oh, I missed out. No, you didn't. Right. I've got it right here. And so That's the same point. thing, he'll probably over-order. He probably over-ordered. Yeah, because once you get into two and three and yep. four, if you don't have any more one, if one has sold out at the distributor yep. level just because it was a lower print run, but there was demand, now you're stuck with people waiting for the trade. So yes, having an extra excess of issue one mm -hmm. uh, is an opportunity for retailers to incentivize them to 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 and readers then to come into two through five. So yeah, mm -hmm. it it's it's the number of times you go to like, oh, we're going to put some packs of comics together. I'm going to go grab, you know, one through all of mindset. We're going to grab them all and put it in a box or a bundle so people can buy them all together. And you go back there and it's like issues two through, you know, like it doesn't issue one's not there because issue one sold like hotcakes because it was an issue one. But to have a few extras to be able to you know put that and i don't know maybe throwing a he's like 20 or 30 pull list customers like throwing one in each one of the person's box you're totally. forced to take this book this week yeah take it <laughs> it's free yes. take it you don't want ask it, and them yes, yes just give it to them yeah. just give it to them and then and then yeah. go from there that's it's it's a cool it's a cool idea in, in the first place of giving that free issue out like yeah. we mentioned off the top um but i, I honestly think the book is going to sell the cover itself is also uh, uh, you know, attractive. John, John Pearson, my mindset artist, does our entire A series cover, and the first cover is very, very striking and really mm -hmm. incredible. It's a uh, uh, again playing with duality of uh, you seeing her sleep and then seeing this kind of uh, metaphysical, artistic. Uh, uh, um, I don't even know how to describe it. A phenomena happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Fabian. Then there's some other amazing covers that are. Um, that um, whether it's Fabiana or uh, Jorge Corona has a, mm -hmm. a cover. Luana Vecchio has a cover. Liana Kangas did a New York Comic Con exclusive cover, which is not going to be in shops, but there's a few probably floating around. around um, that one's freaking gorgeous too. Um, Liana is a, we're big fans of Liana. Yeah, uh, well, Liana yeah, I'm they, excited they for do. everyone to see. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for everyone to see Liana's interiors. Uh, yes, you know. I, I can't wait. I mean, I, I, I'm far, I, we're, personally I'm a, I'm a member of uh, of Liana's Patreon so I can't wait there's some things that obviously we get to see a little bit ahead of time on there yeah. uh too so I'm excited for that stuff too but yeah the the artwork I think they're not related like mindset and this are obviously not related it's not like a sequel it's not in the same universe this is just no. another one of your stories but you can see the easy transition that someone did like mindset a lot like the artwork or the color or yeah. the cover I mean if you like your writing it's very easy to say if you liked mindset you're probably going to enjoy this series which, as well which is and funny like yeah. the exact opposite uh spectrum for me is the new darker horse book yes. kill all immortals like and that's coming out what February that's a February book okay. and this is uh immortal Vikings fight fighting present day John Wick's yes. style it's like a a secession uh style power family like a billionaire power family uh but what what we find out is that they actually it's eric the red and his four adult mm -hmm. children who discovered immortality a thousand years ago and now they're like you know a billionaire family of uh, immortal vikings <laughs> yeah. and 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 in that regard and then it's just like 
berserker something's killing the children magic order uh mayhem in terms of just a an, a, an awesome ongoing uh action series and mm-hmm. yeah very different on the spectrum i mean i think there's still some of my some of my love of like complex character stories and like character drama is for sure in there and there's a little bit of uh commentary on uh billionaire class and and family um billionaire family stuff but um but it definitely the opposite in terms of uh (laughs) beyond real or like some of these which are far more uh are i don't know what the not artistic but um uh yeah just like surrealist i've been more there's nothing surrealist about uh frey and her two axes fighting uh (laughs) you know, and, and kicking ass. So, yeah. Yes, exactly. And you're doing, I mean, obviously you mentioned Hassan's on that one lettering. Jordi Belair yeah, is doing Fico colors. Fico Osio is okay. the artist. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know Fico, uh, he's done a, uh, some big two stuff. And action comics, uh, yeah. Mr. Miracle. Uh, he did No No One Left to Fight, which was a two-arc book at Dark Horse, but far more col- colorful and a kind of different style completely yeah. than and what Fico's doing on this and what he's done more on some of his big two stuff. And, uh, and then Jordi Belair is coloring it and Fico and Jordi are just, uh, and another amazing, uh, team really, mm-hmm. really, really some cool stuff and Hassan's. And then now yeah, we've got, uh, Tom Muller did our amazing logo on that. Oliver yeah. Barrett is our cover artist. Uh, we have such a, uh, such a amazing, uh, cover a there. Vicenza Riccardi and Raphael Albuquerque did, uh, covers as well. So yeah, super excited for um, people to check that one out. I I love Dark Horse personally. Is there is this? Have you done Dark Horse books before, or is yeah, this your first my, Dark? Okay. This is my second one. I did okay. um, Breakout, which was my okay. uh, my sci-fi prison break heist last year with with them. And so okay. this is this is my uh, second series with Dark Horse. Yes, I love Dark Horse. It's funny too because we if we hadn't set this up on our own, uh, we, Caitlin over at Dark Horse is very good would've about looking you. us up. Yeah, would have gotten you. We, we would have been looped in some at some point on this anyway. But but the fun thing is is you've been on this one to, this episode to to talk about mostly Beyond Real, which drops December thirteenth at That's local right. comic book shops. Uh, obviously, sadly, I think uh, final order cutoff was last night, yesterday, today. Yeah. Today. When when are we? When are I don't know. Whenever we it's, go here. This is not, this is past final. This is that, yes. The right. FOC uh, probably has already happened. That doesn't yes. mean that your shop can't order one Correct. for you between mm. the time, the listening of this and the release day. And certainly with the free to retailer, uh, every shop's going to be doing different things. So you ask yes. your shop, tell your shop, don't wait because you hear about this free to retailer thing. Don't wait, assuming that there will be one on the shelf. There may not be one yes. on the shelf. Um, that there may be a dynamic where they're, they've worked out things with pull customers. You just don't know. So yes. definitely tell your shop you want one and you want a pre-order and see what they're doing about it. And, 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 and to get it. And, yeah. yeah. And then you can get, um, obviously like I said, mindset, get mindset while you're there, uh, doing yeah, that. But yeah, I yeah, personally recommend grab all your stuff, but like other Thank than you. that, like I, I could personally recommend uh mindset and then kill all mortals. Uh, uh, look for that too, because that FOC will come in a you future can order, date. You can pre-order that uh, while pre-order you're, now, while you're yes. there. And that will, that I think that the final cutoff for that won't be until January, but you can but certainly you tell them about now. it while you, while you're picking up other stuff of mine and, and um, yeah, that'll come out in February. But yeah, you know, so it's so great to see these books coming in the future, but as we get closer to kill all immortals, 
obviously I don't like to have someone on so quick, but it doesn't mean that when the trade comes out for kill all Heck, yeah. we don't come back and have the whole story in people's hands and we are about to be in people's hands. And we can talk yes. about that even more in depth. I have, I might uh, have more books uh, already announced and, and, uh, and coming or out who knows by the time the kill all immortals trades come out yeah i'll probably have more stuff out too so yeah so i want to say i i tend to try to keep this a little pg-13 or, or so when we when we talk on here but i want to leave this i have left one note on here that beyond real is a mind fuck so i want every i want people to read beyond real it really is amazing there's so much like to look at on the book so much to read it's easy read good pacing um so check that out we will have obviously some sort of something up on our website as well as we get closer um, to when the embargo on writing reviews on it, uh, uh, gets lifted, I guess <laughs> not as yes. well. It's not, it's not like uh like movie TV stuff where there's like physically like some sort of like gate that gets lifted, but it's close to that. They, they do have, yes. keep it, keep it contained a little bit yeah. uh, out you. there, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for those, uh, the kind words. Thank you. Very absolutely. Much. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on here and talk comics and all that stuff here. Uh, and we'll get you back on definitely. And you're on social Love media, I'm guessing you. as well. Right. What was that? You're on social media, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone can find me on all the platforms. The okay. X, as everyone likes to call it. Uh, uh, really, <laughs> the only platform you, you need. But uh, if you happen to need another one, I'm on Blue Sky, Facebook, yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, threads, I don't ever use, but I'm on I'm on, I'm on threading. I'm threading. I think, all of us, I think all of us got like our name to make we're sure like, we had our like, handle. Another one. Better set up here, too. Uh <laughs> I'm on all those at Zach Caps, and um, okay. yeah, definitely, definitely reach out and and let me know what you think when you uh when yeah. you do check it out in December, yeah. December thirteenth. Let people know about that. It's great. Buy it for someone for or get it for someone for a Christmas present. There you go. There you Give go. To someone put it in their stocking. That's a stocking yeah. stuffer right there. Beyond real. Uh, again, thank you, Zach, so much for taking the time thank out of your you, day Justin. to come on here, uh, and we'll get you back on in the future. Love to. Thank you so much. <laughs>